to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Welcome to episode 28 of the Play It By Ear podcast. Uh, first of all, I want to welcome my co-host, Todd Griffin. Hey, hey, hey. And Brady Liming. Hello, hello. Uh, once again, we'll do the housekeeping duties right up front here on audio. You can find us on anchor.fm backslash Play By Ear podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app, and most anywhere you find your podcasts. On video, you can find us on YouTube. Search Play It By Your Podcast. Follow our channel and get notifications when our video episodes are released. On social media, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, search Play It By Your Podcast. Twitter at Play It By Your Pod with the number two on the end. And Instagram at Play It By Ear Podcast with underscores between all of those words. And finally, you can interact via email, play it by ear podcast 2020 at gmail.com, or you can leave a voice message. There is a link at your podcast provider. Click it, record your voice message, and we will put that right into our podcast. Haven't had right one. on in there. Right on in. Like, right on like, there. Like a glove. <laughs> right far. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Got uh, topics here tonight, and I believe we'll put us... Actually, we are in order. If you're watching us on YouTube, the order of our topics starts with me and moves over to Brady. So we are in order on screen that our topics will be talked about. So uh, how things work here, if uh, you've not been with us before, uh, we have three topics. Each of us bring one to the table. We talk about each topic for 20 minutes. And as I'm saying that, I need to get the give or take, give or take. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I need to get. Not the, that we ever divert from that ever. Need to get the watch ready, but uh, again, twenty minutes rarely contains us. As it, you can't contain us. You cannot you stop us. You cannot stop us. From you can only uh, hope to contain us within time parameters. <laughs> and again, that doesn't generally work too often. So, I am first. Tonight, and my topic is, what are your favorite songs that nobody knows? Now, I need to qualify this because, um, again, our our conversations are not rehearsed. They're somewhat organic, Uh, although I did share this topic with my two co-hosts earlier in the day just so that they could put together their own list because some things you just can't do on the fly. I mean, there's some things you do need to make a little prep work for. We do not compare notes. So my songs here and what they say, none of us knows what what we're going to come to the table with here. So can I throw in a disclaimer? Uh, This is my week off from work. So I don't work on my week off from work. So I did nothing with that topic when you gave it to me. So it's going to be really organic coming from me. There you go. But I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it would have been, yeah, I did not prepare for this one. School time, <laughs> even during my lunch, there was no slacking when I compiled this list. 
there is no Adams County, Ohio Valley time being used to prepare Correct. for this podcast as your boss is one of our loyal earbuds. So uh, is that why you're throwing that in there? Yeah. He just gave us some mad props on the animal segment last for last episode. Yeah. And again, uh, I guess we congratulated him. Was that the last episode for his uh, new addition to his family? Yes. Yes. Congratulations again, Mr. Brewer, on your uh, newly uh, added child. What, Indeed. What, can you give yes. us some stats on that, Brady? What what name and all that? His name is Kipton. Kipton Brewer. He is the newer brewer, as the I like newer to brewer. say. Newer newest, brewer. Newer brewer. Newest Doing brewer. quite well. Doing quite well. So... It's going to be daddy's little uh, flame-throwing pitcher, I think, baseball yeah. player. Yes, I and I, I coached when your boss played baseball, so I remember his baseball skills there as well. But, yeah, again, congratulations, Kyle, on that uh, addition to your family. Moving on. Now I need to qualify my topic. What are your favorite songs that nobody knows? And here's what I mean by that. I don't mean a deep, deep cut from your favorite band. Cause I can give you all kinds of stick songs that I love that nobody knows. Uh, Laura Lie. Yeah. That, well, that's one plexiglass toilet is a stick song. I, I don't know that one. <laughs> Brady makes a face. You saw his face on YouTube there, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Plexiglass toilet. Look it up. Um, <laughs> I don't think I want to. Well, <laughs> The, uh, the Grove of Eglantine, you can look that one up too, but uh, those are very, very deep sticks cuts, and I'm not talking about that sort of song. I'm talking about a song that had some level of popularity when it was released, so probably something that appeared on the charts, if ever so briefly, but it's a song you could play today, and people would find it familiar. They may not be able to name the artist. They may not be able to name the song, but the song does sound familiar. It'll ring a bell. Yes. So that's what I'm coming at here. So quick question. We, we touched on this many, many, many episodes ago, back when we first started one of the first five or six episodes. Um, are we able to play clips? I mean, how, how do we stay out of, how do we legally play clips? If, if there's a, a cut that we want, I mean, can we, if it's less than 30 seconds, is it, there is no, legal playing of clips so there will be no clips in this episode okay okay It'll i thought there discussion. was a thought there yeah. was a time frame with that but well that's that's a commonly held misconception okay we don't uh, hey we don't we don't have we don't have the money to get sued by yeah. exactly <laughs> we're gonna that's play this clip it's the eye of the, and there you go that was it <laughs> that was it protected work is protected work. So uh, Todd, you're in a band, Brady used to be in the same band there. If you would like to sing these songs, uh, you know, cover band songs apply here. And I guess you can sing them if you want, or I could sing them or whatever, but uh, oh, I'm sure there'll be some very bad singing here on this. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I will start my list and I, I, I don't need to go through my entire list. I mean, I can throw one out there then I can throw it to you all to throw one out there. But uh, I guess my first question on any of these would be, do you remember? And I can even give you my rendition but I uh, put the first one there on the bottom of the screen Ooh. and the band is breathe. And the song is don't tell me lies. No, don't I remember the band. Lies. Uh oh, no, 
you're, you're thinking of Der Commissar. Der Commissar. Yeah. That's not it. Don't tell me lies. There, there, there's my rendition. I think I remember uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Breathe, though. Yeah, Breathe. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe that would be a one-hit wonder. I don't yeah. know of any other Breathe's. Maybe there were. I can't remember. But I do remember this one. I like this one. This is on my... And all these songs are on my YouTube music uh, yeah. library. in my YouTube music library. But uh, Eric, is this a playlist you have these on? Uh, not a particular playlist of all these. They're just all in my library. So, I mean, they all... <laughs> Could Come we up. do something cool for our listeners and like make this a playlist and share it somehow? Oh, with- yeah. Could do that. Yes. I yeah. believe I, I will do that. Oh, cool. Very, very good idea. And I, of course, I'll add yours as well. Yeah. So don't tell me lies by breathe uh, sometime in the 80s. I'm not sure exactly. Mid 80s, later, mid 80s, 87, 88 ish, maybe somewhere yeah. along there. All right. So, uh, like I said, I can throw it to you all, or I can go to my next song on my list. I say go to the next one. Let's see what you got. Chesney Hawks, the one and only. Aren't they an Australian rules football team? <laughs> no, although uh, that would be a good Australian rules football team name. This one might have me. Are you yeah. sure this isn't a deep cut, though? Like. No. Are you breaking your own parameters here? I'm not breaking my own parameters. He's bending his own rules. (laughs) This is is a song that had some form of popularity. I mean, if I could play it for you, I believe you would recognize it. About what year is it? 1990. Oh. uh, Could you give us a little bit of the chorus or, or something? You are the one and only. That part sounds familiar. That part sounds familiar. Yes. familiar. Yep. Yeah. But I think I think I'm stumped. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to look that one up. Like I said, you have, you have to look these up and like and Todd, an excellent idea. I'll put these all on a playlist. We can share them out and then you can uh Give your own take on those if you do remember them, if you do not remember them. So is Chesney Hawks uh, an individual or is that a band name? Uh, I believe Chesney Hawks is an individual. That's a cool name. It is. It's an individual. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to do some searching on uh, Wikipedia as we talk. but uh, If it's an actual name, that's really cool. Not only do you have the cool last name of Hawks, you throw that Chesney in there. Yeah, uh, Chesney Hawks does have an official website, so uh, still Ooh. hanging around there somewhere. But uh, Chesney Lee Hawks, born ten days after me, twenty-two September, nineteen seventy-one. Wow! An English pop writer, songwriter, and occasional actor. actor. When he appeared in the film Buddy Song, which featured his best-known single "The One and Only," which topped. The UK singles chart for five weeks. Well, top ten in the United States. Interesting. So not yeah. a deep cut. Charted top ten. All right. Okay. Next song. Next Honey- song. Honeymoon Suite. What Ooh. does it take? Now I remember what was the other honeymoon suite song? Brave the one New we played. New girl now. New girl now. 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 Yeah. New girl Good now. Song. 
that's that's the more well-known honeymoon suite song okay uh, this one's a little deeper cut but again i feel that if you if you heard it and if you listen to the playlist that i put out there and share i think you'll you'll recognize it if i could grow wings i could do anything if I could grow wings, I would do Do it. it thing. Ah, yeah. Yeah, good song. Yeah, I do remember that it. is a good song. Oddly enough, you probably could have put a double honeymoon suite. You could have put a new girl now in here as well, probably. Could have. Yeah. Uh, but again, that's a little more well-known. Maybe, again, probably could apply for this list here, but uh, went a little deeper on the honeymoon suite catalog there, but still fairly familiar. All right. Next is a band that is very popular, but a song that's a little deeper cut. And uh, th this brief, briefly charted. This was on a movie soundtrack. If you've ever seen the movie Gross Anatomy. I have. Good movie. Matthew Modine. Yes, indeed. Uh, Modine. Can't think of the, the, the female lead. Christine Lottie. Uh, Daphne Zuniga was his Daphne Z Zuniga. Love, love, love interest. Baseballs. Yes, indeed. Uh, but I'll be there for you played over the closing credits of this movie. And uh, again, I'm not sure. It, it did chart briefly. But I feel if most people would have some familiarity with it if they heard it. And again, you will hear it on that uh, playlist that I share out. And again, one thing we might want to throw into our listeners is, is Starship would have been known for other songs. You met, you know, if you're thinking, I don't know who Starship is, you you definitely know we built this city. Um, probably their biggest hit, right? I mean, do I hear well. something funny? Mm -hmm. Jefferson Starship is one of the songs on my list. Really? You mean there, one I have a Jefferson Starship song? Yeah, and just go ahead and throw it out there since we're on this band. Well, go ahead. Sure. Find your way back. Oh, find your way back. And, and, and you know, right? I considered that. I considered No Way Out. Yeah. I considered laying it on the line. All three would apply, I believe, to this topic. The Nuclear Furniture of, album. Did you say Find Your Way Out yeah. or Find Your Way Back? No, Find find your Way Back. It's Find Your Way Back. Okay. I thought that was yeah, trying. That's it. Nope. nope. That is Jefferson Starship. Jefferson Starship. Now this song I'll be there for you was on Love Among the Cannibals release year 1989 and actually everyone had left the band besides Mickey Thomas. So he was kind of the one left but uh, <coughs> Excuse me. So do you want to give a little just a little for our listeners who may be unaware who Starship is. <coughs> Excuse me. Do you want to give a little history there of, of the the you know how they became Starship? Okay. Well, the the seeds of this band were Jefferson Airplane, and the the common thread among Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, and Starship is Grace Slick. She was in yes. all three. Yeah. Uh, Jefferson's Airplane became Jefferson Starship. A couple of the guys left. And uh, went into a band called Hot Tuna. And then Jefferson Starship became Starship uh, when the final remnants, other than Grace Lake, left. And, uh, and then they became Cold Mackerel. Yeah. <laughs> Which Hot Tuna might be one of the grossest band names ever because... 
Yeah. If I, you know, if you get a tuna sandwich somewhere, I don't want it to be hot. Tuna fist. Is, is tuna fist ever served hot? No. Well, I assume well, if I'm you get a lady's house, I don't know. He serves the. <laughs> well, right. I'm, I don't. Do I was tuna. thinking. Uh, I was thinking a subway, like a tuna foot long or something at Subway, and some people may heat it up. I don't know. Ugh. Ugh. T- you want your cheese melted on it. T- tuna in any form is repulsive. Oh, I like yeah. tuna salad. Uh, or just I'll, a can of... <laughs> get me into my salad rules again. A can of tuna with just some mustard. Dip, pour some mustard in it and stir it up. It's good. Pour some mustard. mustard. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Please. Again, another deep cut. Oh. Men, men without hats. Not safety dance. La... La 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 la. Pop goes the world. La la la. La la la. La 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 la. Yeah. Yeah. Very infectious groove. Yeah. At least I don't know it from the la la la's you guys are giving me. I maybe would know it if I heard it, but. No, no, no dancing around maypoles in this song. Different without hats song. All right. So the next song, Mitch Malloy who is the lead singer of Van Halen for about five minutes. He's now the lead singer of Great White. Indeed. Yes, he is. Uh, his late 80s classic, Anything at All. The man that? has good hair. He, he has great hair. Or he had great hair. I don't know what he has now. He still does. He does still he? has an impressive mean. Yeah. Well, Anything at All is the song that uh, I brought into this particular topic. Do you remember that one? I, I that was kind of his one hit. It was he he kind of came in a little bit too late to that style of music and got brushed away by the grunge. Yep. I, we saw him at a M three a couple years ago. Yeah. So he probably sang anything at all. I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Yeah. His his one hit. All right. Moving on. I got Rainbow. It. Ooh. Oh man. Since you've been gone. Oh. Now you're cooking with gas and grease and coal and everything else you can cook with. Yeah. That is a classic, classic song. Indeed. I've been begging the band to do this song, but our, our fear is no, not enough people would know it, but I don't care. Oh, I, th- I think people would know it. I think you should do it. Great song. Yeah. By I the at way, least, I at I least think it would be fun. Up there. Now let me put that up there. I at least think it would be fun to have it as like an intro song. Oh yeah. This is back to our previous song, Mitch Malloy. He does have a mane. That you you can you can call that hairstyle nothing other than a mane. Yes, that's impressive. And I is agree. that a that can't be a recent picture. That has to be the it is. he still looks like that. He looks pretty good, yeah. I mean a couple years back at M three, he looks you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years younger than he actually is. Yeah. All right, yeah. Since you've been gone, Rainbow. Dio, yeah, uh, that uh, the who was the singer for Rainbow that sang "Since You've Been Gone"? It wasn't Dio. It was not was Dio. It? No, Jeff Scott uh, Soto. No, no. Um, whoever it was had a great voice. It, they, uh, yeah. Ian Gillian, Rainbow, or J- shoot, um, um, hang on, just one second Jeff here. Scott Soto, got it. Oh man. Got He's right one here. of those three name singers, if I remember correct. Uh, 
I do, I'm I'm going to be mad when I hear the name. Yeah. One second. Guitars. Who sang it? Who sang it? Man. Man. I did a. Since you. Been gone, Rainbow. Okay. Just a catchy song. There's no way not to sing along to that one. Yeah. Since but I can't find who sang it. Not not to be confused with Kelly Clarkson. Different song. Yes. Yeah. Joe Lynn Turner. Is that it? That I sounds familiar. I always get Jeff Scott Soto and Joe Lynn Turner mixed up. Uh, Graham Bonnet. Was Graham Bonnet. That's that's Graham Bonnet. Yes. Yep. He. They had a couple good songs with him. That that was definitely the biggest. Yeah. But they had a couple good songs, which is odd because. It sounds nothing like Rainbow with D. I mean, like yeah, a completely D. different D. band. Next song. Another uh, deeper cut, Scandal. Obviously, everyone thinks of Scandal and they think of The Warrior. That's their huge hit. However, at the walls of heartache. Bang, bang. bang. Uh, this song, however, Love's Got a Line on You is, is my choice for this particular topic. There's a theme. Because she was almost lead singer Van Halen, too. Yes. Good catch. Uh, that is a good catch. I had forgotten about that, but you are correct, sir. Patty Smythe. And this was before Scandal featuring Patty Smythe. This is just plain old Scandal. Scandal featuring Patty Smythe. Patty Smythe, who used to be a part of Scandal, but they are no longer around, and they just stand in the background. Yeah. All right, moving on. Next song, The Babies, Every Time I Think of You. I always catch my breath. Yours just is the same lead singer. Yeah. No. Um, well, you, you had the right song. I, Every yeah. time I think of you. Was that their hit? Was that their one hit, The Babies? Uh, the Babies Todd. had several. Well, Todd, you know who became, you know who the lead singer of The Babies is, don't you? Mm-mm. John Waite. John Waite. Oh. Of I Ain't Missing You at All and Bad English. Yep. Gotcha. I, I would have known Bad English. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Uh, yeah. Baby's Head Back on My Feet Again was another one. And any of these probably could have applied to this topic, but uh, Isn't yeah. It Time is another baby song. So all, the, all of them were uh, not major hits, but uh, certainly recognizable. You went a lot deeper than I did because all these all these songs are you know I, I recognize them, but I kind of like my list is a little bit more um, mainstream, but just like the secondary layer. I would, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, let me throw one in there. I haven't uh, one I, one I was thinking of, Eric, when you brought up the uh, the topic was uh, Eddie Murphy uh, party all the time. Yes. Yeah, you know uh, Eddie Murphy. Obviously, not known for his songs, but it, it's yeah. Sorry, when you sing "Party All the Time," I'm sorry, you don't sing the Eddie Murphy part. The best part is soulfully doing the Rick James. She likes the party all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best part. Well, Brady, do you want to go ahead and handle the actual <laughs> chorus part that people would know? Is uh, my girl likes to party, party all the, all the time. time. Party, party all the, the time. time. Party all the time. Yeah. Yep. That's the party all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. 
All right. Uh, next on my list, unless uh, Brady, you want to throw one in there while we're no, right, go ahead, finish up, Eric. I have two more on my list here: Ooh. The Clash, Train in Vain. Now, yeah. people, people it's a think, Rusty Griswold's classic too. Yeah. Uh, people think of the Clash, and they might think of some other songs, but uh, Train in Vain, very familiar. Yeah, uh, I don't know that I know that one. The Griswolds do this one, Brady. Oh yeah, that, that yeah, that's one of their. Because I I gotta confess, I didn't realize it was the Clash, and I knew this song. I was like, God, what is that? Who does that? And I looked it up. I was like, Oh, that's a Clash. I had no idea. Yep. So that's an earlier Clash. It's pre Rock the Casbah. Yep, it, it's gotcha. a little bit you know. Um, so pre London Calling. Yeah, yeah, pre London Calling. Yeah, very danceable. Yeah. Clash had some good songs. Yeah. Oh, is it? It isn't. Um. Oh, hang on, man, Eric. Is that we? Is that um? No, that's not it. Okay. Uh, see, trying to. Want me to throw one out? Go ahead. Throw it out. Throw one out. Um, one of the ones that I like is um, Modern Day Delilah by I don't I keep on saying Van Morrison, but it's not, it's Van, not Morris. Van Morrison. It's Van is it Van Morris? No. No. Daggone it. Van something. Stevens. Stevenson. And Stevenson, yeah, Stevenson. but uh, but it's basically a song about you know the whole Samson and Delilah haircutting where she keeps her scissors ra- laser sharp. Once she finds your weakness, she'll cut you to the great, cut you to the quick, stab you in the heart. In the heart, yes. So um, that's one of those songs. It was it was a pretty big hit. Yeah, it's kind of a one hit wonder, but people forget about it. Yep. So it's always on my eighties list. Nice. I don't. I don't really. The name of it's not ringing a bell. She's a modern day Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good hit. Good sorry. Good tune. Good tune. All right, final one on my list, and uh, this one's digging a little bit, Todd. And this may be before your time here, but if you were an early MTV fan, Brady, I, we were discussing this song not too long ago. Yes. I, I rediscovered it when some discussion with somebody else, but. Uh, Tony Carey, and the song is A Fine, Fine Day. It's a fine, fine day for a reunion. Yep. I don't know and, that one. Uh, got and that he was very good, fellas. Yeah. Heavy play, early MTV, very uh, gangster-themed video. Yeah. I'll be looking for the playlist, forward to the playlist myself on some of these. Yeah. So, uh, anybody have anything else to add to that list? Uh, I got a couple more here. Um, how about uh, this? Is another one that came to my head. We don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time. Yeah, I can't think of who did it. It was a. It was a female. It was a. a no, it was a dude. It wasn't. I don't think so. Yep. Yes. Yes. A very. Um, yeah, yeah, because he kind of reminded me a bit of Lamar Luttrell from Revenge of the Nerds. Jermaine had, Stewart. Yes. That's and right, Jermaine Stewart. Okay. He kind of looks like longer hair. Yes, I was going to say, now the video, looking at the, the, the video on Facebook or on YouTube, I see yeah. it. 
Good song, though. Great song. And, and you can't knock a song that starts out with not a word from your lips, just took for granted that I want to skinny dip. <laughs> now, those are some... Uh, <laughs> A quick hit, that's your game, but I'm not a piece of meat. Stimulate my brain. Oh, wow. Who, wow. Who, who would have thought that those lyrics were so deep? Yeah. <laughs> I think what he's saying is, hey, I'm not impressed with this horizontal mambo business. Yeah, we, we got to have a deeper relationship. Yeah, than that. let's talk some back math. Back my IQ. Let's I'm do some equations. Got. <laughs> Let's do some equations. <laughs> uh, here's another little ditty. Uh, Informer from yes. Snow. A licky boom boom down. How about Rico Suave? Is that. And then. Rico. Living La Vida Loca. Yeah. And then I had one more. And this was this is the only one that's less mainstream. I think if you heard it though, 1995. That's probably why I remember it. My son's been actually playing it a lot lately. He's I don't know how he stumbled across it, but a song called "Banditos" by the Refreshments. So um, again, wow! How about a deep cut? I don't think I've heard that song since 1995 or 96. But that's a good tune. Great song, yeah, great song. So. Make sure you add that one, Eric, to the playlist because uh, I think that's one that people, well, anyone in her 30s, 40s. I, I, I can't speak to that one off the top of my head. Maybe I'll remember when I hear it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't even think of, uh, uh, let me get the, uh, let me get the lyrics up here so I can try to at least. Uh, The chorus would have gone. Everybody knows that the world is full of stupid people. Um, and then it goes into the. Uh, That's very 1995. Yeah. I was just yeah. Uh, I can't put the chorus together, but when you hear it, I think you'll recognize it. And I because I get the refreshments mixed up with the rim rants and the. Uh, the replacements. Um, the replacements. Those three bands I got. Like That's a good song. I like me some replacements. Um, let's see. What I'm going to throw out is um, a famous band. This was past their heyday. But ELO, Electric Lights Orchestra, Calling America. Calling America. Great song. Yeah. And uh, they don't, you know, they, they people just don't. You don't hear that song very often. Well, I and, believe I believe Jeff Lynn is a musical genius. Oh yes, yes, tremendously. He Eric, I remember you. Player. I remember you getting me into. Um, was Jeff Lynn in UFO? No, no. Um, Eric, what was the name of the band that had the uh, singer from Boston? RTG. Was, was Jeff Lynn in that? No. Why am I thinking Jeff Lim is in that? He was in the Traveling Wilburys. He was in yes, the Traveling Wilburys. All right. Third time's a charm. I knew I would get one of them. Yeah. Um, All the Love in the World by the Outfield. All the Love. Everybody All thinks that your love, the Josie's on a vacation. I thought they were a one-hit wonder. They had three solid hits, Um, but I always like 
that one better, all the love of the world better. And last but not least, I know there's something going on by Frida of ABBA. Yes. I know there's something going on. And everybody should recognize that drum sound because it's Phil Collins playing that big old that Phil Collins like in the air tonight drum sound. Yeah, that was that was the originator of the in the air tonight drum sound. Yes. Actually that song was. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And I had forgotten she was in ABBA. Yes. That's that's a good piece of information there too. So uh those are my um you know, slightly, they, they, they were big at the time. And, um, ah, I'm going to hate myself for doing this, but, um, the jets, um, that song for gosh sakes, where he's singing about, he's not as hand. Oh, rock it to you. Baby, I want to rock it to you. Yeah. And it, it was just like pop schmaltz. But I liked it better than their other song, and it, you know, had us. They were very Menudo esque, except from Tonga instead of Puerto Rico. <laughs> I have one more to add, Brady. You'll appreciate this one. Diesel Sausalito Summer Night. Oh, is night in the title? Yeah. I thought it was just Sausalito Summer. Nope, Sausalito Summer Night. That is a. I love. Uh, I did not know that song existed in the 80s. It wasn't until I had satellite radio and heard it on the 80s, and I love it. And it's a great 80s tune that I never heard back in the 80s. Yep. Yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with that one, at least. Todd, you'll love it. The opening guitar riff alone is classic. And I, and I, I believe, uh, and I should probably should take that off the screen, I believe I misspelled Diesel and Sausalito there. <laughs> well, I, I was going to question the Diesel, but I have no idea how to spell Sausalito, so I would not have questioned you at it, all. It's on a suburb of the San Francisco area. It's one of the outlying areas of, you know, so it's in California. So you could be from Sausalito. Yeah. I believe Diesel is maybe I-L, or I don't know. I, E-L, I, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just took it off. I, but I have I I hate misspelling things, and I was on interrupt. Yeah. But uh, guess well, it depends on how it's D I E S E L is one way to spell it. I mean, if it's a name, then could be. Yeah, well, maybe I did spell it right. I don't know. It didn't look right. You had an A in there. I think you think I, you had A L. I did have spell Diesel. All right. Hey, I thought a uh, very good topic. Uh, yes. A little different angle on the music topic. I like that. Yeah. All right. So we are to topic number two. (laughs) Todd. All right. So a while back, it was funny. We got a text. uh, Brady sent Eric and I a text one night um, with a link or something. I can't remember exactly how it went with a link to a review for uh, Haribo. Uh, sugar-free gummy bears. Thank uh, you, Kyle. Review, a, a review. Well, oddly enough, I had actually that same night been reading those reviews, and I had never. I just had. I was too busy reading them to actually say anything to Eric and Brady. So, just oddly enough, we were both looking at these the same night. So, I thought maybe it would be kind of funny to look at some of these reviews. So, again, if you're a fan of Haribo gummy bears, these are not the regular gummy bears. These are the sugar-free gummy bears. 
And <laughs> there's a certain result that comes from eating these these gummy bears that I think can best be summed up by one of the terms you've heard a lot on this podcast, and that is, gentlemen, intestinal distress. Intestinal distress. Yeah. So what I was going to do is I have some reviews, but I also found a list. You know, we love lists. Uh, uh, and this is a kind of a, a highlight of some reviews because the reviews are rather long. So I thought I would read through the highlights of some of these and read the quote. There's a quote from each highlight. Okay. Because so, I, I don't mean to cut you off. There, that's fine. Can, can we give some background as to the product here and why the uh, product causes such distress? You, or can I can I chime in on that? I, I yes, do. please do because I don't know the answer to that. Okay, so the uh, the product has a an artificial sugar and uh, plant based. To, uh, uh, not, I'm not sure it's plant based. I'm trying to remember what it is, but uh, it it does appear in things like these gummy bears. And if you look at like sugar free, and I, I'm kind of telling on myself here. They first came out with the sugar free like little. Reese cups or the little fun-sized Hershey bars and you're thinking oh yeah sugar-free I'm gonna pop about five or six of these things but uh, malitol that's what it's called malitol. Mal malitol is the ingredient that is an artificial sugar however uh, there are now warning labels on these products that tell you don't don't eat too many of them <laughs> Or you'll end up in a bad way, uh, as some of these reviews <laughs> will uh, tell you. Here's top <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what I'll do is I'll just get started. Oh, so, whoops. I mean, I have it safe there. Okay. So I'll just get started on this list. And again, these lists, this list is made up of excerpts from the actual reviews. So it kind of just it, it touched on the highlights. So this was from a review titled "Just Don't," unless it's a gift for someone you hate. <laughs> And here's the quote. What came out of me felt like someone tried to funnel Niagara Falls through a coffee straw. I swear my sphincters were screaming. It felt like my delicate starfish was a gaping maul, projectile vomiting, a torrential flood of toxic waste, 100% liquid, flammable liquid, napalm. What a literary, such a good way of putting such a horrific but base thing. Favorite line? Uh, you have a favorite line from that one? <laughs> it, it's all just wonderful prudes. Yes, it is. I think I like the, uh, I swear my sphincters were screaming. Nice alliteration there. Not Niagara Falls through a coffee straw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> From a review titled, Be Sure to Buy OxyClean 2. <laughs> Be sure to also buy a tub of OxyClean with this to get the blood and diarrhea stains out of your underwear. <laughs> uh, that's horrible. <laughs> I'm just not like, I haven't read any that. of these. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing you have. Be sure to also buy a tub of OxyClean with this to get the blood and diarrhea stains out of your underwear, clothes, furniture, pets, loved ones, and ceiling fans. <laughs> so a uh, person in this review is just indiscriminately spraying <laughs> yes. all over the place. <laughs> all right. 
from a review titled, Yep, Believe the Hype. <laughs> I saw the product reviews and told some coworkers, so we bought a bag. Because who doesn't want to spend work days on the toilet and getting paid, right? Brought them in yesterday morning and a bunch of the guys immediately down a handful each. Within half an hour, they were in the bathroom. Best moment of the day was when one of them, who had been in the bathroom for half an hour by that point, texted one of the others, if you think it's a fart, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're 12. Um, But, you know, you just can't help but feel for these poor people. Oh, yeah. Brady, why do I, every one of these, why do I picture you writing it? I mean, I swear you could have written every one of these. <laughs> My prose is just, uh, no, I, I I do like descriptive. From a review titled, It's All True. <laughs> OMG, everything previously written is true. It's all true. Don't eat more than 15 in a sitting unless you're trying to power wash your intestines. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> That prose is strictly amateur. <laughs> yes. Well, the first one set the bar pretty high. From a review titled Fully Weaponized Gummy Bears, the cramping started about an hour later, and soon enough I was as bloated as a balloon in Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. When the rumbling started, I sprinted down the hallway and made it to the bathroom just in time for the four horsemen of the apocalypse to stampede from my backside. Laying- <laughs> laying waste to my home septic system and my will to live (laughs) after three hours of pelvis shaking gummy bear salt (laughs) I was spongy and weak (laughs) surprised that I had any bones left (laughs) <laughs> I cursed Haribo with a little strength I can muster. <laughs> oh, good loose. Good uh, loose. Good, I meant good, good lord. Well done, sir. The next one, had, yeah. From a review titled Awesome and Explosive, the explosive gas let loose to an explosive shart. <laughs> one mile from home, my walk, and it was a long one mile back, and I had a mess. <laughs> Fortunately for compression shorts, it didn't run down my leg. Oh. Now I had to hold. Now I had to hold the gas for fear of blowing my entire intestines out into my shorts. <laughs> I made it home, and what happened then was like something out of Dante's Inferno. My butt became an upside down volcano. Best to stock up on tulip paper and tulip bowl cleaner as you will totally spray the bowl in back of the seat. I would no sooner get done and have to do it again. When you get the urge to go, you best be in the proximity of a toilet. I spent hours on the toilet. Oh. (laughs) From a review titled, You Don't Understand. I was glued to the toilet seat. Streams of fire burst from my colon. When I... When I wasn't experiencing Satan's fury exploding from my rear, I was laying in the fetal position on my back and floor, sobbing and asking for forgiveness. I'm a 280-pound man. I was sobbing. When it was finally over, I couldn't move. I crawled onto the floor one last time and sat motionless until my dehydration finally required that I drink water. 
The other reviews are perfectly accurate. This is absolutely 100% true. Eat two at a time, three if you're brave. But for the love of God and all things on this earth, do not eat more. <laughs> oh, that would seem so believable and genuine. Like, I think that guy literally hospitalized himself. <laughs> From a review titled Excellent Taste in Small Portions. During one of the last eight trips to the bathroom, I released such a large volume of gas that my external anal sphincter could not do its job and remained open slash relaxed while about 4.5 to 5 seconds of gas was ex- <laughs> no, that's some detail right there. <laughs> This guy's giving the measurements. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Let me start over. Not from the beginning, but it remained open, relaxed, while about 4.5 to 5 seconds of gas was expelled. I've never experienced or even heard of that happening. It was so unnatural that I had to check to feel if my colon had somehow passed through the anal sphincter muscle. Okay. Uh, so, do you think that everybody was just trying to outdo each other once the reviews came in, or do you think at the moment these people recorded these experiences, thinking they were near death? I have no idea. All right, one more on this list from a review titled "Gastrointestinal Armageddon." After a few hours, I had an extreme buildup of gas with no relief. All I could do was lie on my bed and pray for a fart. <laughs> that that might sound funny, but when you've eaten something that has basically turned you into the blueberry girl from Willy Wonka. <laughs> You are pleading for relief. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> so that was a list of excerpts. I have – I think there's probably time for me to read. I have one full review I would read. I'll read to you guys. This one's entitled, See You in Hell, Heritage Sugar-Free Gummy Bears. <laughs> it was my last – and keep in mind, I haven't read this, so I hope I don't run into trouble here. It was my last class of the semester, and the final exam was worth 30% of our grade. After a late-night study session, I felt confident, but I had to, had to decide between sleeping in or cooking breakfast. My eyelids chose sleep. My stomach later regretted this decision, and after several uncomfortable stomach growls, I finally decided to make a quick stop by the campus bookstore and grab a snack before my test. Since the semester was ending and everyone was going home for summer, a lot of items were on sale, including the snacks and candy that they kept up front. Being in the hungry state that I was in, it felt only logical to pick the largest yet least expensive candy in order to get more bang for my buck. And there they sat. Two bags of Haribo sugar-free gummy bears. Buy one, get one free. What a deal, I thought naively. I would eat one bag before my test and one bag afterwards. As I walked to class, I gleefully chewed on those abominable little bastards, unaware of the utter mayhem that they would soon unleash upon my poor, poor anus. I sat down at my desk as the professor informed us that due to issues with cheating in the past, restroom breaks would be prohibited until the completion of the exam. I'll give you 10 minutes to use the restroom now. This will be your last chance. Any takers? The demon bears hadn't released their unholy (laughs) necromancy up on my stomach yet. So, So in my moment of ignorant foolishness, I remained seated, still munching on those miniature bear-shaped bombs. 
After the students wise enough to take the professor's offer had returned, the professor handed out the test. I was six questions in when it happened. It started subtly at first, almost like a slight tingly sensation in my lower abdomen. I thought nothing of it, assuming my intestines were just doing their thing. Little did I know that my intestines were trying desperately to warn me of the horror that was on the horizon. <laughs> by question nine, it happened again, but this time it was followed by a sharp pain as if those infernal hellions had orchestrated an attack upon my colon. I fought to contain the groan that tried escaping my lips. It was at this point I began to panic. Something was going horribly long, wrong, and I needed to get through this test before it got any worse. By question 14, my worst fear was upon me. The Satan's bears burning hot, liquidy dark magic crashed against my anal sphincter like a tidal wave. I was able to close the hatch just in time, but those relentless toxic bears beat against it like orcs breaking down the doors of Helm's Deep. <laughs> I knew I wouldn't be able to so much as shift in my seat without risking a breach. <laughs> I kept fighting through my exam, clenching my cheeks with all my might. Beads of sweat began rolling down my neck. Suddenly, a loud, gurgling war cry came from my belly, and the entire class lifted their heads. At this point, nothing mattered except expelling this ungodly presence from my bowels. With 15 questions left, I promptly wrote C for every answer and ran out of the classroom. My professor yelled something, but I was too preoccupied with the volcanic eruption that needed to take place before I could find sweet, sweet relief. I burst into the restroom like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, be, and behold, there was a stall empty. Soon raised from the adjacent window, shone upon it as if it were a gift from God himself. It took me less than 0.5 seconds to undo my belt buckle, pull down my pants, and finally relax my weary buttocks upon the toilet seat. It took absolutely no effort to expel this demon. Almost immediately, the floodgates of hell were opened and the damned, liquefied souls of an entire bag's worth of gummy bears cried as they burned through my sphincter into the watery abyss below. <laughs> now this one sounds made up. <laughs> I had never felt such simultaneous relief and anguish in my life. After 30 more minutes of this, I immediately went home, dug a hole in my backyard, and burned the remaining bag of gummy bears. I leave with this. Do not, I repeat, do not eat those spawns of Satan. Not only did they cause me to fail my final test, but the anguish I experienced is something I wouldn't wish upon anyone, not even my worst enemy. The only place these forsaken hell bears belong are buried deep below the earth's surface. If, <laughs> if I may, the the one that made me laugh the hardest, and we'll end with this, people get the point, but this is truly the one that I thought like made me laugh the hardest. So if I can... Go ahead. Please do. Okay. A delicious treat that should be only enjoyed after the following preparations are made. Number one, make sure it's Friday and cancel all weekend plans. For good measure, go ahead and call in Monday. Number two, call the city and make sure your water bill is paid in full. Number three, visit your local hardware store and purchase a sink attachment for your garden hose as see toilet paper will become too painful to bear. <laughs> Ooh. 
Number four, give advance notice to family members, roommates, and neighbors unless you're keen on trying to give birth to a crushed watermelon while convincing your local SWAT team that both the screaming and demonic noises are from you and a dynamic entry would only bring about more needless suffering. (laughs) Number five, redo your restroom with motivational pictures, ones with slogans like courage is fear, hanging on one minute longer. The only easy day was yesterday, etc. I also advise posting up the suicide prevention hotline number <laughs> or having a dedicated friend or other support group to walk you through these low times. <laughs> Lastly, I must strongly urge you to consider why you were thinking of buying this product. Is it a sense of deep self-loathing? A reckless sense of adventure? Are you researching dysentery? Perhaps you are a drill sergeant of some extreme commando unit seeking to break down the enemies who will go to fight by airdropping these into their midst. If you are just curious, then let me say, oh, fellow human, beware for this life is dangerous enough. Next time I want to next time I want to thrill, I'll skydive without a parachute. That way, at least I'll have a chance. (laughs) (laughs) So if any of our listeners has ever tried these these gummy bears please please let us know i've never tried them personally i we gotta know you know we gotta know if this is true no i do remember when um the fat free potato chips came out featuring the additive olestra olestra yeah that i know that there were some people that wrecked (laughs) themselves on that i i I have a story on that oh no obviously i'm not going to mention names but uh (laughs) um when, in in one of my previous districts, um, those potato chips had just come out, and uh, one of the girl softball players had bought a bag, and they were headed to a, a game on the bus, and the bus had to pull over <laughs> four times. Oh wow! Oh, on a thirty mile trip. <laughs> <laughs> Because the intestinal distress was so so bad. Did they make it to the game? <laughs> they, they, yeah, they made it to the game. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that the girl played. <laughs> was she hospitalized? <laughs> she was not hospitalized, but it Ooh. was. What year was this? Um, this was like um, middle '90s. Yeah, it was late '90s. Was it late '90s? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So uh, and and I can speak to like I said the mallet hall that I talked to you about before you started reading the reviews. I, I was a victim of eating some of those fun sized fun size, and I put that in air quotes. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, you hate that? Uh, yeah, I do hate that. Uh, air fun sized Hershey bars or the little Reese cups, and eating too many of those with the mallet hall in it, and the the effects are real. Let's just put it that way. I'd, and there's some flowery language used in some of those reviews, <laughs> but uh, the effects are very real. Um, the one that always cracked me up was, um, I think we even made references in one of our earlier episodes, like beginning, but it, it even says one of the side effects is leakage. <laughs> Anal yeah. leakage. Yeah. Uh, ew. <laughs> you know? That, that's horrible. <laughs> What what did, what would that one review say? If you think it is, it isn't. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, 
Oh, man. Wow. I, I know we seem very immature in that, but good gosh, the guffawing you just saw was genuine. My face hurts from laughing. <laughs> yeah. My I, eyes I mean, are teared up. You know, there are probably some things that, that are featured in this podcast that maybe people who have reached a certain maturity do not appreciate. Um, I don't know that we'll ever reach that maturity. <laughs> that may not be the fan base we're going for. <laughs> yeah. But I got to thinking when I was thinking, when I was thinking about reading those, I thought, you know, I hated to kind of take over because Brady is usually the, the uh, intestinal distress, uh, you know, story uh, wordsmith, but uh, we hadn't done anything in a while really where we talked about that. So Oh, but apparently in our research, I was the first one to use that term. You were the I, first one. Yeah, yeah, you were the first one to use the word. And then I had the, of course, the embarrassing story of the uh, accident with my, where I use my hat as a, uh, a cover, uh, an escape, <laughs> an escape route. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that was something that was featured in a lot of our earlier episodes, but we've kind of gotten away from that. I just want to make sure everyone knows that we are, we have not grown up. Yeah, worry about we that. promise. Yes. And I'll be honest with you, if any of uh, the three of us ever ate those, that's exactly the kind of text we would we would get from each other. Like that's the <laughs> and we would be laughing at each other tremendously once we found oh. out the other you know we, the other one was okay. Man, that's that's probably the kind of story we tell here on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Great All topic, right. sir. Yes. Uh, so uh, on on the funny note, topic number three, Brady. You're up. Yeah. Speaking of maturity and things that we uh, have as adults that, you know, big, deep topics, we're going to talk about beloved cartoons. Um, this has been a subject that we've talked about. Um, we've made references to many, many cartoon references. And, you know, we even made some as far back as like a couple episodes, our back to school episode, when we talked about uh, beloved cartoons that were on our lunch boxes. But um, these are just beloved cartoons that we would, you know, the ones that you couldn't wait to watch when you got home from school or on a Saturday morning or um, just one that you just could not miss and impacted you some way. And uh, our dear friend Kirsten, this goes out to you. We got to start off with Tom and Jerry. And then Tom and Jerry went through some... Uh different iterations yes yeah that that's the word i was looking for um you had the uh and I, i'm just spitballing here with years here uh, probably i would say 40s 50s tom and jerry the golden uh, years yeah i agree those are the golden years those are the funniest in our opinion yes. the tom and jerry part why is that easy violence painful <laughs> violence until you've seen a cat hit with a wooden driver by a bulldog into its nether regions and make that oh oh woo, hoo, hoo, then that, that what's not to love about it so is that the one that had the uh my favorite uh, tom and jerry skit with the uh ham uh ham bone is the it ham bone the guitar, he's playing the guitar. Oh, Crambone. Crambone. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, bro, I'm going to court it. He right. Cranbone. Is that was that would have been the 40s? Would that have been the old ones? Yes, that that, that that would that would have been that correct era. Okay. Yes, hilarious. Um, you know, a little bit. Of, Tom and Jerry actually won an Academy Award for Best Animated Short, the Yankee Doodle Mouse episode, which was like a World War II based. You know, where uh, Jerry threw hen grenades that were eggs. <laughs> and to like six-year-old me when he bails out of his little paper airplane and his parachutes a bra, you know, that would crack me up to no end. Yep. And, um, you know, so Tom and Jerry was always great for, of course, the old, um, I, I take great pride in showing my students an indoor recess, the old uh, rockabye bear, you know, the shut quiet. Can't stand noise episode. Okay, so so uh, that was not Tom and Jerry, but no. uh, Tom and Jerry family, the Tex Avery. The Tex Avery, yes. With uh, when, Tom and Jerry-esque. And Droopy, that, that that was in the family. Droopy dog? Yeah, Droopy that did make me mad before <laughs> he would just like tear the Irish accented bulldog up. <laughs> now, Drupi, I'm going to hit you with Miss Shillelagh. <laughs> and then he would get mad and, like, bang him all around. So, um, yeah, hilarity. You got to love some Tom and Jerry. Now, um, Tom and Jerry went off the rails with those 60s weirdo. The psychedelic and, ones. Yeah, seemed, seemed a lot of those were, like, space-themed. Yeah. Didn't like those at all. Uh, so, yeah. Or the ones where they were more 70s Saturday morning. Um, and I apologize. I can't really describe the animation, but it's the one that had the theme song with the Tom and Jerry show. Well, the the peep squack. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that episode. The lovable, the adorable peep squack. Bad. <laughs> So, God, you, like, what the heck, man? Do you think, in a, in a, in in one way, that Tom and Jerry ushered in a, a cartoon like Ren and Stimpy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think, Ren and Stimpy were a little, probably a little more friend. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know Tom and Jerry were friendly, yeah. But I mean, like Ren and Stimpy, pretty much. I mean, they lived together. They weren't foils. They weren't yeah. like combatants. They were roommates. Um, well, even if you look at The Simpsons, like one of the recurring gags on The Simpsons is the Itchy and Scratchy show, right? Which is basically like over the top Tom and Jerry, you know? Yeah. Um. But uh. So there's a beloved cartoon. Um. And then we have to go all to the classics, the one that were prime time, like the Jetsons, the Flintstones. <laughs> um, the the ones that um, you know the yeah. I, I I love the Flintstones and the Jetsons and you know those are beloved <laughs> cartoons. That, you should say the Flintstones and the Jetstones. That would be uh, <laughs> the Jetstones and the Jetstones. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So where would have Woody Woodpecker? Uh, that Woody Woodpecker was old. I mean that was an old classic. Yeah. But I I really liked the Woody Woodpecker show. Yes. I mean, I don't re- I don't remember why I liked it. I just remember liking it. I think it was probably it's probably that just that song that annoying yeah you know yeah probably just brings back some 
fond childhood memories because I don't yeah. remember anything distinctly about the show. I just remember liking it. I, I remember one thing about Woody Woodpecker episodes. Like he had an insatiable appetite, and then like all of the plots revolved around Woody Woodpecker needing to eat a lot. Yeah, and it made me wonder if Woodpeckers have voracious appetites. I, I could do a mean Woody Woodpecker laugh, but then puberty robbed me of that. Yeah. Eric was the king of the Woody Woodpecker uh, sound. He was great at it. Um, some um, other ones, and then I'll turn it over to you, gentlemen. Um, you got to include Scooby-Doo, of course. Mm. Um, but again, we watch you went through some iterations. Yeah. It still is. It's still, there's still, like, there was a, like, 2015 or so, there was a new... Scooby Doo, and we watch. Um, uh, I hope I don't tell myself here, but the last ten minutes or so of the day, when pickups have left, and we're waiting to get on our, we're cleaning up our rooms, and we're getting ready to line up for the buses. I put on Scooby Doo on Netflix, um, and it's it's always it, kind of surprising to me to see the newer, the 2015, whatever it what was is yeah. called, um, just a difference in it, just different look, different. Everything's brighter, more vivid. Yeah, I don't like it as well. You know, it's. I want those pale, bleached-out colors, you know, like... like 60s colors. Yeah. 70s colors. And Eric, I could see your eyes gleaming. And we're thinking in simpatico here. Of course, the uh, infamous Scooby-Doo era, the Scooby-Doo movies with Gaspar, (laughs) like the Harlem Globetrotters, or the Three Stooges, or... (laughs) Sandy Duncan. Sandy Duncan, or two... (laughs) Sort of paraphrase our friend Doug, Dick freaking Van Dyke. <laughs> and Don Knotts. Don't forget Don Knotts. Don't forget Don Knotts and what? Bill Stiller. Was Sandy, was Sandy Duncan even big enough to be on Scooby? Why was she on Scooby? Hey, if she had her own Trisket commercial, she could be on Scooby-Doo. See, I don't remember on anything until Hogan family. <laughs> to the Hogan family. Uh, she, I see clouds of white, <laughs> shepherd's pie, <laughs> Sandy Duncan. <laughs> Classic Damon uh, parody there. Oh, gosh. Uh, but no, she, I, she the played family. Peter Pan. Oh, yeah, that's right. Broadway. That's right. Do you remember her in the Hogan family? I do. Yeah. She replaced yeah. Valerie? Yes. Yeah. She did. She did. Didn't, yeah. think, uh, didn't think a person the show was named after could be killed off. Yeah. But that yeah, uh, but- happened there. Yeah. Um, so uh, let now let's not leave Scooby-Doo yet because I have some Scooby-Doo thoughts here. First of all, I believe most Scooby-Doo fans will agree with me here that Scrappy-Doo was the Oliver of Scooby-Doo. And when I say Oliver, the you Brady Bunch fans know what I'm referring to. The jump the shark moment when they brought Scrappy-Doo in. No, that's, that's no good. I even like Scooby-Dum. Scooby-Dum's okay. <laughs> Scrappy-Doo. No, there, no Scrappy-Doo. Daisy-Doo. Nah, Daisy-Doo. I forgot about Daisy-Doo. That's, that's true. Do you know that this is quite embarrassing. Do you know that for years I thought Shaggy was a female? <laughs> <laughs> should, should we get into the uh, Jinkies discussion? I, I think we've talked about that on this I, podcast before. I, I don't know why I thought Shaggy was a female. I just thought I thought Shaggy was when I was a Ute. Um, but also, but Shaggy has a goatee. 
I look, know. Looks like a goatee. It looks like a growth. <laughs> well, he has a he has an Adam's apple too. A, yeah. a notice uh, doesn't he have a pretty sizable? Yeah, yeah. Adam's apple. And has Casey Kasem's voice. So. It, yeah. Wasn't Casey Kasem actually a guest on the show too? He was Fred's voice, I believe. Now, uh, Casey, he was Shaggy's. Kasem was Shaggy's voice. Yeah. Oh, but well, I think he was on the show too. I think he was. Was he a guest? Like I remember. As, like I remember. as well. Yeah. Um, Casey Kasem also was the voice for one of my favorite unsung Saturday cartoons. Now, it wasn't a Saturday morning cartoon, it was on in the afternoon. And it was called Battle of the Planets. And it was from Japan. And um, there we go. But anyway, um, it featured the characters. Yeah, here is Casey Kasem's character. Um, and he, he provided the voice to this. And I didn't realize it until years later that it was actually Casey Kasem. Here we go. Here we go. This is going little bit old school and I know that there's other people who watch this. Where they all had bird costumes of different colors. Yes. Battle of the Planets. And that was always one of my favorites when it came on. It came <laughs> was the main voice. So yeah, I had no idea he was a voice on that though. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, so Eric, you you mentioned something that I, I often wonder if our younger listeners know what you're referring to, because this is something that I, I think we've used quite a bit. Um, the term "jump the shark." Yes, I, I think there are probably some listeners who do not know what that means. Do you mind filling everyone in on that? Okay, uh, jump the shark, and this refers to a rather old. Um, tie-in, I guess you could say, to Happy Days, the show Happy Days. And there was an episode in Happy Days about midway through its run where Fonzie uh, was surfing and not surfing, he was water skiing. Yeah, skiing. And he jumped a shark. So they had ramps, floating ramps in the water, and he jumped a shark, and that was considered to be a great feat of water skiing ability i guess but uh i agree yeah so it was all played up and people i guess at the time i don't remember watching the episode personally i've seen it later but i don't think i watched it in a first run but apparently people at that point in time and subsequently thought that that was a moment where happy days started to go downhill they all thought it was stupid yeah yeah stupid and and happy days after that was forever worse off because they jumped the shark so that term, and there actually even used to be a, a website called jumptheshark.com where the person who ran the website would give his insight on the shows and where they jumped the shark. And people who were uh, fans of the website could also chime in. And I I wish I could find it. It's got to be somewhere on the web. But the funniest thing, and I, we're getting a little off topic here, but the funniest review on jumptheshark.com was of the baseball bunch. <laughs> Talk, talking about how the chicken was out uh, behind Johnny Bench and the kids digging a hole and burying Tommy Lasorda and it was hilarious I, I, I might add that the episode where Fonz, Arthur Fonzarella if you're nasty uh, <laughs> jumped the shark he was still wearing his leather jacket oh absolutely absolutely. I, I was trying to remember was he wearing his boots 
I can't remember if he's wearing his boots or his shorts. He was wearing his boots. I think so. Leather boots and leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Which added to the absurdity of the situation, I believe. Yeah. So essentially, like you said, whenever a show kind of reaches that point of where it goes downhill, that's the that's that's the climax. That's the you know it's the downhill moment. Apex of a show, and it comes the shark, and forever is worse. Yeah, like Scrappy Doo. Yeah, (laughs) indeed. Uh, Matter of fact, that and we'll we'll keep that in our memory banks here. Uh, We'll. Maybe we should make that a topic on one of our podcasts. When when did your favorite show jump the shark? But anyway, nice. Yeah. Pr- pr- proceed. Um. So some other ones besides you know the classics, you know the Scooby Doo's, the Flintstones, and all that. The, uh, let's not forget, like <laughs> never gets old, does it? No. Uh, there was what I call the, the the second golden wave of Saturday morning cartoons, the Smurfs. Shirt tails, shirt tails. I was never a shirt tails fan. You weren't, no shirt tails and um, snorks. I thought it was shirt tails. Ooh, is that shirt tail? Was that the shirt tails song? Um, no, it was actually the shirt tails. Well, I know that didn't they say that, but what the actual song said that I thought the song said shirt tails. It might have. I, I need to revisit that. I need yeah. to revisit that. Yeah. Um, of course, Thundar the Barbarian. Um, well, you know. the great thing about the Smurfs was is it taught you how to cuss and not actually say the cuss words. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Son of a Smurf. <laughs> yeah. My favorite one, that show Robot Chicken that was on Adult Swim where they would do stop motion animation. And they did a parody of the movie Seven, the serial killer movie, but it was based in the Smurf village. It is Papa Smurf, Papa Smurf, Hefty, <laughs> Hefty chopped off his Smurf and stuffed it in a Smurf hole. And, like, <laughs> and it was like this brutal murder. And they were like substituting like the Smurfs did, like you said. And it's like, yeah, and it's like. <laughs> It's like a whole new language. You take yeah. your Smurf and Smurf, and you get up the Smurf, and you don't Smurf until you Smurf. Yeah, we don't get a Smurf. <laughs> oh, man. Brady, to add to that uh, golden era that you were talking about, Blue Falcon and Dog Wonder. Oh, now, yeah. Now, I, I, I've, the, they are great cartoons, but I had a personal problem with them because being a comic book guy, when I first saw the preview for Blue Falcon, there was no Wonder Mutt. And um, it was, uh, I was expecting it to be superhero-like, and it was silly. Yeah. And so it disappointed me. But, yeah, that's where we're at. That's how about, we're at. How about Hong Kong Fooey? Ooh, now see, that's classic here. That's totally 70s. There was Hong Kong Fooey and Speed Buggy. Yes. And, um... Oh, who am I leaving out? There was the ah, on it. I'm just thinking of the Laugh Olympics. Anything that was on the Laugh Olympics? Uh, to me, the Laugh Olympics is the gold standard of that 80s era. Yes. And I, I believe I probably referred to this on the podcast before. My love of Laugh Olympics comes from the fact that the really rotten's won sometimes. Yes. And they, and they won not because they cheated. There were a few times where they won just because they won which I thought lent credibility to the cartoon. It's kind of like when the bad guy wins in wrestling occasionally. Right. So would the Smurfs be 
the Smurfs would have to have been one of the most successful and longest running cartoons ever. Original, like original running. I mean, I don't know. I, I would say the Smurfs probably didn't run as long as you think they did. Yeah, really. Because, see, I was thinking uh, we could look it up. I yeah, we'll look it up. Yeah. Smurfs' original golden year was early 80s, and I think they died out in the late 80s. Now, there's been resurgences of it, you know, the movies and all, but. Um, okay, I got it. Hey, there you go. 1981 to 1989. So basically ran the 80s. Yeah. This thing here, I just found that too. This thing here says it was so popular, in fact, that the cartoon lasted a whole decade, becoming one of the longest running animated shows of all time. Yeah. So see, that's, I just wonder, like, what they mean by, you know, like, say, Woody Woodpecker or something. I don't know how long it ran. I mean, I watched reruns for years or even, even the original Scooby. Hmm? Well, those are rated syndication and the Smurfs, there would be new episodes come out every fall and you know, where it was like the Simpsons, there's new episodes every year. Well, and I I think maybe the difference could be that the Smurfs was a half hour long episode. Whereas like Woody Woodpeck or Tom and Jerry were individual shorts. shorts. Yeah. It's pretty Smurf and Smurf either way you look at it. It is. It was <laughs> absolutely smurfy. <laughs> and it spawned the Smurfs spawned one awesome thing and one awful thing. The awesome thing is the Brown County ripoff ride that we've mentioned before. The Murph Village. Murph, yes. Because they had to get around copywriting and it was a ride and it was the Murphs. But weren't the Smurfs on the Oh, the no, one ride. Smurfs. Huh? No, no, not that ride. Ooh, weren't they, they Smurfs. weren't the Smurfs on the uh oh what was the ride that went forward and backward? Um the uh Rock the and Roll Express. Express. Himalayan Express. Uh, wasn't I, that Hanna Barbera decorated or something or whatever? I, or? I think yeah. you're just probably thinking of Murfland. It was beside of the Himalaya Express. But the awful thing it spawned is the Hanna Barbera Land in Kings Island, is where um, you could get the ice cream cone, and it was the Smurf cone. Um, and it was horrible. I ate one of the, my friend Brian and I on a 90 degree day ate a Smurf cone, and I tasted that stupid Smurf cone for five days afterwards. It was a fake raspberry. Oh, it was horrible. I couldn't get it out. It's like I had, oh, it, I can't tell I did, you how awful it was. I did enjoy the blue ice cream in Hanna Barbera Land at Kings Island. Yeah. Oh. No. No. All right. The, so, so then, okay. Ducktales. I remember that. That was one of the ones I remember as a kid. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And that, that was a little later. And actually, yeah. I remember seeing a, a TV listing for Turtles when I was later on in high school, wondering, what is that? Mm-hmm. And then the movie came out, I think, in 1990. Yeah, and there's been other... You know, that's been that's been a pretty successful franchise, obviously. Yeah. yeah. What about um, if one we forgot, Master of the Universe, He-Man. He-Man, yes. He-Man. He-Man and She-Ra. With man faces, man <laughs> and Stinkor and Mossman, Mossman, I forgot about Battle Cat, Man, man, man. 
<laughs> Those are some great characters. Yeah. Great man, he man. Uh, I think there was some. Um... Trap Trap Jaw was my favorite. I forgot about him. Remember Trap Jaw? He had the different uh, inserts in his arm, and yeah. his jaw would lock up. If yeah, yep. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but that's one of those where you, it as you suspend disbelief because Prince Adam, when he turned into human, it was his human with a tan and a first speedo. If you could <laughs> tell that human was Prince Adam, you're pretty dumb. Well, but. Think about that. That goes right along with every superhero. I mean, like uh, Superman, Superman and yeah. Spider-Man and, you know, I mean. Well, so you can tell his face, but. True. It's so. So do you remember what he said when he turned into Heman? By the power oh. of Grayskull, I have the, the power. power. <laughs> you didn't expect me to know that, did you? I figured you did. All right. Well, gentlemen, our time has ran out. It's Let's have an hour and 20 Let's, minutes of fun. Yeah. Let's yes. have anything else to add on cartoons. Yes. It's passed like a sugar-free gummy bear through an unsuspecting victim. All right. So uh, rounding out, once again, our housekeeping duties here at the end. You Transformers. Find- How did we forget Transformers? Yes. All right. Yeah, that was... Little, little beyond my cartoon watching time. I think it was eighty four to eighty seven. Yeah, you didn't yeah. watch cartoons still in eighty four to eighty seven. Uh, you would have been. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was late, late junior high, early high school. I, I probably was, but I, I wasn't indoctrinating myself in any new cartoons. Probably by then, I was watching yeah. the old standards. So you would have missed the Care Bears, the Thundercats. I just found that list here. I'm looking through it real quick. Gobots, Danger Mouse, Danger Mouse, Danger Mouse, Snorks. I remember the Snorks. They were just Smurfs underwater. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. All right, all right. So uh, on audio, you can find us on Anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app, and most anywhere you can find your podcasts. On video, we are on YouTube. Search Play It By Your Podcast. Follow our channel. You can get notifications when our video episodes are released. On social media, search Play It By Your Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. We are at Play It By Your Pod number two. And on Instagram, we are at Play It By Your Podcast with underscores between all of those words. And finally, you can interact with us via email at Play It By Your Podcast. Well, the email address is playbyyourpodcast2020 at gmail.com. You can also leave a voice message through a link at your podcast provider. So, gentlemen, very good episode. Three good topics. And uh, certainly uh, look for our video episode. Uh, Generally, we stagger those. So the audio episode will come out first. Video episode will come out a few days later. And uh, certainly look for episode 29 coming very shortly. Gentlemen, pleasure as always. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. 
Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.